Big push underway in our province to try and get Alberta to the 70% first dose vaccinated mark. We're at about 67% and AHS announcing that as of today, they're calling them vaccination blitzes are underway. The Expo Center in Edmonton and the TELUS Convention Center in Calgary. No appointment necessary. Just show up, drop in and they'll get you your first dose if you haven't done it yet. Of course, the 70% mark is where we throw all the restrictions off. No public health restrictions remain in effect in Alberta two weeks after we hit the 70% mark. And as I said, we're about 67%. Another wrinkle to all of this is the second dose. A lot of people are now eligible. If you had your shot in March, you're now eligible to book your second dose. If you got your shot in April, you'll be eligible to book your second dose as of next Monday. And then a couple of weeks after that, they'll move into people who got vaccinated more recently. So we're really ramping up the vaccination efforts, but we're in a unique position for people wondering what to do about their second dose, because a lot of us got AstraZeneca for our first dose. And now AstraZeneca is a little tougher to find. And they're saying you have an option You have the choice. You can get AstraZeneca for your second dose, or you can switch over to one of the mRNAs, the Pfizer or the Moderna. So what is the best choice here? Let's find out. We're going to chat now with Alexander Wong, who is an associate professor of infectious diseases at the University of Saskatchewan. Uh, Good morning, Alexander. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Shay. Thanks. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting position to be in. I think a lot of people have a lot of questions about this. First of all, um, the AstraZeneca really has had a bad rap. Um, the messaging around AstraZeneca has been terrible with the stops and the starts and the reevaluations yeah. and all the rest. So um, do you find that people have more concern when it comes to AstraZeneca? Uh, for sure. I mean, it's been a real roller coaster for AstraZeneca, not only, you know, sort of around the world, but here in Canada, especially. I mean, there's been a lot of sort of stop starts, as you say, a lot of changes, like with the age criteria and so forth. And it's been really hard to message all of this in a way that's, you know, consistent and reassuring for the public. I think we've gotten to a point here where we've tried to message everything again as well as we're capable of. But now with second doses, that messaging again is a little bit challenging. And so sometimes it's a bit hard perhaps to find uh, frank advice. I'm sure we're going to talk about that, uh, you know, coming forward uh, regarding what you what people should do sort of for their second dose. Yeah, so we, you're right. I mean, and now a lot of people are thinking, well, maybe I'll switch. Uh, first of all, let's, let's deal with AstraZeneca and then we'll talk about mixing and matching. Yep. If you had AstraZeneca for your first dose and you get yep. AstraZeneca for your second dose, um, there's no added risk. There's nothing. It's perfectly safe. Um, there is a slight, slight risk there, but there, there's no reason to come out and say, don't get AstraZeneca, right? Absolutely. So, uh, again, I mean, uh, I've kind of come out relatively sort of publicly and sort of said, you know, I think for most people in the country, an mRNA vaccine is preferred over AstraZeneca, but there's lots of reasons why people who got a first dose of AstraZeneca might want a second dose. So, for example, you know, there's no clear sort of clinical efficacy data or clinical trials around mixing and matching. It's all sort of test tube antibody-based data. You know, that data is reassuring thus far. But again, some people might just say, you know, I want more concrete data. Other people might say, you know, I didn't get any side effects with my first dose of AstraZeneca and get a second dose. That's completely reasonable. So really the messaging here, and I think what's come forward from public health officials is that, you know, either option, whether you get a second dose of AstraZeneca or a second dose of mRNA, uh, you know, either is a good option. It's a personal preference. I think for most, an mRNA is probably preferred. Yeah, I mean, so there's no reason not to get your second dose of AstraZeneca, but there might in fact be some reasons to switch over to an mRNA, right? We're seeing some really positive indicators around that. 
Yeah, so all the data is evolving very quickly, but, you know, and I mean, the numbers, you know, for these studies are relatively small. We're talking about small cohorts of, you know, like, you know, 50 to 100 people, for example, or several hundred people in the clinical trials and the clinical studies that have been published thus far. But all of it would seem to suggest that mixing and matching with AstraZeneca and Pfizer uh, definitely appears to be safe. There was never really a concern regarding a safety signal, but all of it seems to be very safe so far. And based on the data around sort of immunogenicity, which is kind of like antibody levels that are generated and so forth, it looks as as though mixing and matching is probably at least going to be as good as two doses of AstraZeneca and likely better. Uh, So the big UK study, which is being sort of organized at the University of Oxford, is probably going to report their antibody data in the next couple of weeks. And so there's a lot of people who are probably going to be waiting for that study to come out to sort of provide more definitive data in this space. So again, if you're someone that likes to see that, you might want to wait a bit longer, uh, you know, before sort of making the call. But uh, it certainly seems right now as though mixing and matching probably is going to end up being as good or better and more safe in the sense that you reduce, you eliminate the risk of this VITT blood clot with AstraZeneca. With a second dose, the risk is very low, one in 600,000. But Again, the problem is, is that if you get it, it's really serious. And so, you know, again, avoiding a very, very bad side effect or adverse event, even if it's exceedingly rare, is a tangible benefit. Certainly, yeah, makes absolute sense. Um, What do we know about variants? That seems to be the focus now in terms of uh, what effectiveness will mixing and matching have or sticking with one have when we see these new variants starting to emerge and causing problems. So that's a great question. So obviously this Delta variant, which was originally sort of, uh, you know, sort of sequenced in India is, 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 is known probably to be the next dominant variant. It's already starting to emerge in pretty much all parts of the world, uh, you know, especially the United Kingdom. So the United Kingdom has kind of sort of been the leading sort of indicator for a lot of what is going to happen between sort of variants and so forth. And they published a huge amount of data in this space. So most of what we know about the Delta variant and efficacy of vaccines comes from there. Bottom line, I think, without going into all the numbers and super big detail, is, is that there's a huge difference, like a 30-40% efficacy difference in terms of symptomatic infection and protection against symptomatic infection between getting a first dose, whether it's AstraZeneca or Pfizer or Moderna or a, uh, and a second dose. And so there is a big difference with this Delta variant in terms of your protection from getting infected with Delta variant between having one dose and two doses which is why we're starting to really message how important and critical it is for everyone to get a second dose as soon as possible. That is really going to make a huge difference in terms of reducing the number of infections caused by Delta as well as the number of severe illnesses and hospitalizations caused by Delta too. It looks like two doses of Pfizer uh, is 95 to 100% efficacious against severe illness and hospitalization. That data is still emerging for two doses of AstraZeneca. Okay, but we do know that uh, two doses of AstraZeneca provides much more protection than one dose of anything. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, no question that two doses, whether it's, again, two doses of AstraZeneca. The problem right now is is that we don't have clinical data around what, like, one dose of AstraZeneca, one dose of mRNA is going to do, but presumably it is going to be a lot better and comparable to, say, two doses of mRNA, for example. Um, So, uh, you know, no question that second dose, regardless of what you choose for your second dose, less important about what you choose, honestly, 
honestly, at this point, more important about going and getting it as soon as possible. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, we're chatting with Alexander Wong, an associate professor of infectious diseases at University of Saskatchewan. What about scarcity? I mean, we know that there wasn't a lot of AstraZeneca, and that's why a lot of the pivoting was made. Have they, have they managed to come up with the fact that if you do want AstraZeneca, it, it will be available? Yeah, so I mean, I don't know exactly how it's gone in Alberta because it's been hard to try to keep up with everything. I'm here in Regina and Saskatchewan, and I know that, um, you know, again, I mean, we have relatively limited amounts of AstraZeneca, about 20,000 doses, and there's probably about 73,000 people that got a first dose of AstraZeneca here, but the demand for AstraZeneca, uh, you know, through the drive-throughs and through sort of other sort of mass immunization clinics has been probably tepid at best. So I think most people are probably pivoting towards getting an mRNA, which is entirely reasonable. Our supply of mRNA should be solid through the next couple of months, and so we should be okay. I don't think scarcity is going to be an issue. Okay, and bottom line, I guess, here, Doc, is... uh just get your second shot. You're in a position now where you can be a little picky and choosy, but if it's going to be a big time difference, your best bet is probably to just get whatever's available immediately. I agree. I think, again, this is not a life and death decision. I I know people want to make the right decision, but it's just hard sometimes to know exactly what to do. Best thing to do is just go with your gut, get a second dose, don't overthink it, you'll be good. Excellent. All right. Thanks very much, Doc. Appreciate it. Take care. That's Alexander Wong, who is an infectious uh, diseases professor at University of Saskatchewan.